second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 120. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron. From the vast misty hills, rolling tides, lakes, streams, forests, rivers, meadows, flowers, brilliant blue skies, and extensive, vast, vast wildlife. Tonight, we talk about the most important things you've ever heard about in your entire life. But before we get to all of that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Porch Rocker Monster. Some as the Dasani Mommy. (laughs) But his friends and family know him best as the Skin Flute Playing Champion. From 1977, he's won multiple awards in this category. (laughs) Of the North! Ron, what's going on? I don't know where you get this skin flute thing. What do you mean? (laughs) I heard you're a master skin flute flautist. I was the instrument. You did it to yourself. No. So you're, I didn't know uh, you were that flexible. It's so sick. You Did you have a, a rib removed like that guy? What's his name? Marilyn Manson? Huh? The satanic dude? You never heard that rumor that he can... Actually, he, I think I did, yeah. <laughs> he had his rib removed so he can suck his own wang. Oh, that's nasty. And I also heard that Cher years ago had a rib removed. Oh, my God. How painful would that be? To suck her beaver? No, I think just, just to give her the hourglass figure more so or whatever. That's weird. Yeah, that is bizarre. But my real question to you, Ron, is if you could, would you? No. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean, no? No, no, dude, that's nasty. You wouldn't just try it once. I'm not Hunter Biden. Just one. <laughs> no. Really? No. What if someone gave you $50,000? I don't need their money. $100,000. <laughs> Getting closer. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Guys. Enough of the skin flutes. All the podcasters out there, we need to start a GoFundMe. We need to come up with at least 100,000K, and Ron will suck his own wang. Yeah. 
Yeah, I seriously don't think so. <laughs> so what's new with you? Anything? Uh, nothing. You were alluding to my porch rocker uh, yes. and Dasani hydration program that I've been on. And listen, before anybody starts getting on my case, I know Dasani's not the best water for you. It just happened to be what they had at the little store I stopped at this afternoon. Your, uh, this is your second beer. Yes. Of the evening. That's crazy, because yes. usually by now, I'm on, like, my second beer. But I, I haven't had any beer. Yeah, so Buckley is actually, I don't know, I guess kind of we're going to work together on this health thing, possibly? What do, you, mean, what do you mean by work together? Well, I mean kind of I mean, like, kind of like, not police each other, but bounce ideas off each other. Do I have to sign another contract? <laughs> no, you didn't sign any contracts to begin with. Well, what would you do with the first one? Well, you put your blood on it with your yes. fingerprint, and I gave it to the proper authorities. Okay. So when when we say work together, we're basically probably just going to come in and talk about our hell shit, right? Well, yeah. And be like, stop eating so much fucking sugar. Stop drinking so much booze. All right. So so I exercise. I did really good in the last week. Mm-hmm. And Buckley, I know that you've. It, it, uh, okay. So we talked a little bit about being in pain this weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I don't know if there's a bug going around or whatever, but I swear to God, Thursday, Friday really started in. I felt beat up when I woke up in the morning, like just totally beat up. Oh, because yeah. I was going through, it was a couple of weeks where like my hip didn't bother me that bad. I mean, it would bother me once in a while, but not, you know, constantly. And uh, so that hurt, but then my legs hurt. I was muscle cramping, my knees hurt, my feet hurt, my shoulders, my elbows. I mean, every joint in my body hurt. Mm. Saturday, I had to move a lot of outside furniture so that we could continue our outside patio project, like phase two of it. And I probably overdid it. But I did go swimming and tried to exercise in the pool and stuff. There you go. Sunday, oh my God, I couldn't even freaking move. Mm. So, uh, but knock on wood... Uh, haven't been taking any meds or anything. No anti-inflammatories. Should try not to. No, I know because it's really bad for your uh, kidneys and your liver, right? So, but uh, I'm. I woke up this morning feeling a little bit better. Yeah, that's but good. you say that you've been really sore. I uh, so I well obviously last week I talked about all the stuff I was trying to do for my back, right? And it seemed to be helping. And then on Sunday. We went down to Mass uh, to go out on the ocean on, on a speedboat, and I was doing a lot of sitting, all like car ride down, boat ride to the beach, on the beach, and then all in reverse till I got home, essentially. So I was sitting, basically. I woke up on Monday and could barely walk. My back was so bad in like uh, nauseating pain like it would flare up and get I would get shooting sharp pains yep. and it would like start to make me feel kind of sick like lightheaded and like sort of start to gag <laughs> um, so that was what I was dealing with all day Monday I still went to work obviously I didn't do it and I all I did was mow because I was just like I can't like if you want me to even be in for the next couple of days I'm I'm just gonna have to sit on a mower and like until I figure out how to manage this. Yeah, that had to be painful, too, because those... It was. Those jostle you around really good. Well, they jostle you around, but I was able to position myself, like, with decent posture. 
and uh, and and would get up and move around to try and just kind of get some mobility, loosen it up. Because too much sitting is obviously bad, but trying to weed whack. Oh yeah, with that shit. With that on, motion, I wouldn't have even been able to do it because you because you move at your hip and your waist when you're weed whacking mostly. Yeah, but yeah. also just like the weird way. Sometimes you have to bend forward to get stuff. It yeah. just would have been bad. So. Basically, I ended up going to a chiropractor Monday night. I was supposed to go Friday, and I didn't go because I, I had other shit I had to reschedule. And I don't think this I, – I initially off the bat, I thought the chiropractor was just – I was like, what? Like, I was in and out. Uh, when Once he saw me, I was in and out five minutes. Yeah, that's not proper. He did a couple adjustments, like things – just asked me where my pain was. Didn't assess my back or spine at all. Didn't do like anything like that. Just had me do a, a couple adjustments, like crack my back, and it was forty five dollars. Uh-huh. And I was just kind of like, "What the heck?" Like he didn't give me any sort of like, "Well, you know, let's try this because it could be this," or, "Well, your posture seems kind of bad," or, "Hey, you're really, really stiff. Like you need to start stretching. That might help with your back pain." Nothing. Didn't even ask for my name when I walked in. Didn't even introduce himself to me. I was just like, this is fucked. I was not happy. Let me ask you something. Was not you in a happy. private room or was you out in the open where there was multiple tables? I was out. It was in a private room. Okay. Yeah. I got, we'll talk about something after the show. But I, because uh, I want to know who that was. So. I believe thoroughly in chiropractic. I really do. You know, talking about health things. Yeah. Started going to a chiropractor uh, back during Little League when I used to play baseball. And I figured, oh, I'll go once every couple of weeks because I was a catcher. And I used to bat cleanup. And and I was very, very active as a kid. I dirt biked a lot and played basketball. And, And this one doctor was awesome. I always felt awesome. And, of course, he got older, then his son took it over. And uh, and there was a long period of time before I finished going to this doctor that I went to his son's. Yeah. The first time I went to see his son, his practice, I want to say he took a good half an hour at yeah. least evaluating me. He had these little uh, kind like of measuring shit. You know what? It looked like a spur off a boot. Yeah. And he would roll that down and check any numbness. I mean, he did this whole thing. He checked me all out. He goes, oh, that shoulder's been dislocated more than once. Right. I I never told him a word. Right. He goes, oh, you you work on, you're bent over, hunched over a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. He nailed everything that was going on with me. Okay, this guy did none of that. Okay, so so this is is why I don't think that's a very good chiropractor you went to, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. He assessed me completely. I mean, when I went in there, I literally probably was in the same amount of pain that you were in. Yeah. Like, I could not move. I was stiff. I was just like, it was just unbelievably painful, right? And I walked out of there. Now, a couple, he says, you're going to be really beat up for a day or so, but, but ice your back and, you know, you'll feel better. He said, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. So the whole time I was there was over an hour that yeah. I was there. You know what I mean? So I, I'm like, 
You know, and then I took into consideration, you know, his he probably grew up around his dad. He probably learned a lot from his dad. Yeah. Then he went to chiropractic school, became a doctor and all this. So I'm thinking to myself, this guy really knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome <clears throat> guy. Went to him for years. And then something funky happened. Long story short, he lost his license. I don't want to. <laughs> well, he told me the story, but for privacy, I'm not going to relay the story. Ooh. Uh, just really dumb move on his part. Ooh. But, it, but anyways. No uh, bueno. So hands now, off. Hands off. So now, no, and it wasn't anything to do with uh, a client. Was he dealing coke in the back? No, no nothing like that. <laughs> uh, it just fucking dumb. Anyways. Dumb, dumb shit. So after, I'm like, man, I am never going to find another chiropractor as good as him. Just ain't going to happen. Get private sessions. So then I would go to... Probably get a happy ending, too. I would go to this other chiropractor that somebody recommended me to. And they're like, you know, oh, they just push on you. Then they use this little clicker tool. Click, 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 which I don't fucking think does anything. Like, if I go to a chiropractor, I want you to beat me up. Like, I want you to crack me. I want you to do it, do everything. I mean, I want to hear noise. I don't know. Well, like, I didn't know what to expect going in, but I at least want, like... Was some... it your first time at a chiropractor? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I at okay. least want somebody to, like, communicate with me. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, hey, I'm going to do this because of this. Well, hey, what's... Okay, so tell me what happened. Why do you think your back is messed up? Right. Where exactly does it hurt? Let's take a look. The only question yeah. he asked me was, like... Where's where are you having pain? And then, like, I would be like, yeah, I would describe it. He didn't even seem to really care. Is he, your insurance paying for this? Uh, not that one, but I the next ones, if I even go. Well, I'm not going to the next appointment because I just was unsatisfied. I, t- I mean, I talked to Bingy, and I talked to the foreman at my work, and even, you know, another guy who they all have gone to con- uh, chiropractors, and they were like, no, that should it's if you're going to like a one that knows some of what they're doing, you're going to be in there for at least like a half hour, just getting your back kind of like assessed. Do you know what? Like, like he was like uh, the my foreman was saying like yeah like she like my chiropractor takes pictures of your back, like uh, sees how much like your posture is, like kind of examines your spine, like kind of feels your back to see where you're stiff and all of this stuff, and like tells you what's going on. Like, why she's doing things. None of that. It was just, like, in and out. I was filling out paperwork in the office longer than I was even there. Like, yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you about this other chiropractic experience I had. Shitty. And he was highly recommended, right? And come to find out, he was, like, the head of the chiropractic organization, whatever it is in the state. And I go in there, same thing. He run, the first time you go, he runs you through. He's taking all these x-rays. Of course, he's charging you for all this, right? And then he's doing this. And, okay, so come in. Same thing, what you you're said your experience was. Crick, crick, crack. Okay, you're all set. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you going to do, like, my legs or anything like that? Oh, no, no, no. We'll do that next time. And, and it was in an open room with two other tables he had two other patients there, which I feel as though is kind of an invasion of my privacy. And he's <laughs> clicking me, and he goes over, and he clicks this other person, and he clicks this other just one. clicking people left and right. So I'm like... Click, click, click. So I'm like, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. We'll see how I feel. And I did feel a little bit better, but not great. Yeah. So after about the third... Now, keep in mind, my insurance is paying for this the whole time, right? 
So third time I go in, he goes, okay, you got to come in the office now. I got this. My wife is going to go over this with you. We have this all mapped out. You're going to come in at this, all these dates for the next year, and it's going to cost you a total of like $6,000. And I'm like, okay, so when I go to the chiropractor, the chiropractor that I was talking about earlier that lost his license, when do you want me back? Whenever you feel like it, call me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not on a schedule. This dude was already lining me up to come in and just basically get milked. Right. Without, like, milking through my skin flute. <laughs> so then I'm thinking about this, and, and all these other two patients are in here. Then he had somebody off in a separate room. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's got three people, and he was charging 50 bucks a whack. Yeah. He's got three people that he can do in 10 minutes. That's 150 bucks. Right. If you take 10 minutes in between and you get another three people in, I mean, and this guy was book solid. Another three people in at another hundred and fifty. How much you think? How much money you think that fucking guy was making? Exactly, and that's a, exactly the same thought I had when this guy in and outed me. Like, so this was a in, guy or a chick? Out. It was a guy. A guy. Okay. He, it was like, so I was yeah in there a total of five minutes, maybe a little longer, and like he's like okay, and then it's like forty five dollars. I'm like, what? So you just literally made forty five dollars in like five minutes? So yeah, how how. How much is he doing that throughout the day, I wonder? Right. How much, is it just like a money, like get people in, get people out as oh, fast yeah. as possible? Absolutely. Just to get money? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So I did not, I didn't have a good feeling about that guy at all. So I, I, I don't, I'm not going back to him. Um, but to yesterday I went to the doctors and um, it, was, it actually made me feel a lot better just going there. Because the doctor, he's like a younger guy. Uh, you know, he... And he actually took the time to talk to me because I had like a bunch of questions I wanted to ask just about, you know, food, diet, posture, all this different stuff. Checked me out and was like, okay, you're like super stiff. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, I can tell that just by doing a couple of things with you, with your legs and your body torso movements, you're like really stiff. I, I would highly recommend you start doing yoga, like that kind of stuff. Like, okay, well, I'm also weightlifting. Uh, could that be like having one of the reasons why I'm having back pain? Yes, pr- could be. I would recommend you do like lay off the weights, just start running more, doing yoga, uh, body weight exercises, push-ups, pull-ups, anything like that. Like he took the time to actually like listen to the questions I had and like explain things to me and tell me like, okay, well, you know, the back's one of the hardest things apparently to actually assess what's going on. Oh, yeah. And for insurance purposes, they like insurance won't let you get an MRI unless you've showed that you've done like PT uh, and get X-rays first. So essentially, like that's kind of the route I'm going down. I've got to do PT. I got to. Uh, I got X-rays yesterday. Still waiting for the results of that. But it was just like a. It was a healthy. It was a very healthy and like positive um, experience and I feel like that's exactly what you want when you go to anything that's medical do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that just goes to say like the bedside manner of people especially a person that's in a position they're not a bit of position of power but they kind of are do you know what I mean it's not like a power position but or like authority necessarily but they're like 
you know, and but pos- you look up to them to help you give you ideas or to help you feel better. Right. So they kind of, so, yeah. they kind of are on that pedestal in a way, just by the position they have. And obviously not all doctors are great. The me- there's a billion jillion problems with the medical industry and mm. doctors and all that. But that goes to say just hit the way that he conducted himself and taking the time to listen to me was like it that alone just made me feel better now that goes to say i do have to start doing yoga there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> i should be doing ro- it there's nothing wrong with that i was actually talking to jody jody what's up you sexy animal and she was saying that she also you know has back issues and has had back issues yoga really helps um so that's another thing i did was i went into a yoga studio today oh Cool. No, I didn't go. I just went in to feel. I, I didn't go to do yoga. I went to feel it out, and it, it was like I shit you not. Like there's just one instructor in there, but it was like walking into a different world. It was just like, come on in. We're gonna help you align your chi. I like. I like. Wa- you to- First of all, I walk in, and it's like. Want you to open up the flower of your private area <laughs> chakras. Open up your penis gland from your third chakra. No, it's totally bottom, like bottom. Namaste, right? I mean, Namaste. Now, Namaste leave. But no, <laughs> yeah. I walked in and like there was like a pan flute playing, like and it was like all kind of like, like Kristen's flute. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, and then the lights were like all dim, and I was just there was it was like empty. And I was like looking around and there's like this little like kind of yoga chick like in in these plants like there's all these plants in the window she's just like watching it and she's very like how are you doing today just kind of like energy very calm and I was just explaining to her just about my back and shit and she's like well you came to the right place are you get re- get ready to relieve your pain I was like, do you have private sessions with just you? And she was like, <gasps> sexist pig, get out of my, get out of my studio. No, all seriousness. So how did it go? <laughs> it was good. She just talked to me. She was like, she was like, <laughs> you should probably start with these classes. You know, they're gentler and easier. Introductory. Um, introductory style. Yeah. Not too expensive. I thought it was going to be more expensive but not too bad. So that's kind of where I'm at. I also, last thing on this, my doctor told me I was fat. What do you think my doctor tells me? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, Buckley, you're a big, shocking. you're a big guy, but not what I would describe as fat. No, but like, okay, this is what he said for my BMI, which is bowel movement intensity. No, it's my body mass. Which when you start losing weight will be like a rocket coming out of going into orbit. It's <laughs> <laughs> my body mass. It's your body mass index. But for my height, which I'm like 5'10", 5'11", on a good day, I'm six feet. On a bad day, I'm 5'10". But essentially, he was like, well, you should probably be around 175 or 180. And I was like, what? Yeah, I don't see that for you. And he's like, but that it's- being said... You should, uh, it doesn't take into consideration muscle mass, which obviously I'm ripped. I mean, just look at me, Ron. Look at me. Look at me. No. And it doesn't take into like bone density and that kind of stuff. 
You know, I heard that that was a old wives' tale. What? Like the people say, like, like like big thick girls. I'm just big boned. No, your fucking bones the same size as everybody else's. Well, I have heard that, but I can see where your structure, like, if you're a bigger person, don't it make sense to me logically that your bones would be bigger? I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, so I heard, I have heard that weightlifting itself and putting on muscle mass increases your bone density because naturally your body has to adjust to support your muscle mass. I don't know if that's real. It is. But that's I, what I've heard. I'll give you an example after. So, I mean, I would say, I mean, I would have to think that's kind of similar to if you're really fat, right? Because you're still carrying weight. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. But uh, so essentially he was like, well, you know, taking those things into consideration, I want you to get around 200 pounds. And that's good. Which means that I have to lose... 50 pounds. A, yeah, about 50 pounds. Just under 50 pounds. And I got to lose 80. Which is so... Fuck it. I did not... Okay, I first of all, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I knew I was overweight, right? I, I knew I had some tummy fat and all this. And it wasn't in the be- as good a shape as I used to be, but that happens when you get older for what a number of different reasons. But... I well, did not. Well, though, in your defense. What? How many years were you sitting behind a desk? Yeah, I wasn't really very active those days. When I first met you, I can remember you saying, well, probably after a few months, you were saying how you wanted to quit your job and do some outside work. Right. Because you needed it for your physical, you know, just to feel better and to be more active. Yeah. Yeah, and you did that, so that's cool. So, what was I saying? You're talking about bone density. Oh, so I have to... Oh, I was saying... And I, how you have to lose 50 pounds. <laughs> it, it sounds insane in my head. But I, I was saying, I knew that I was had some overweightness and like tummy fat and all this and that. But I did not expect it to be... I didn't expect to be like 50 pounds overweight. Do you know what I mean? No. I like literally just like... Like maybe like twenty. I was thinking thirty max. Yeah, and maybe thirty, right? But the thing is, too, I've already I've already lost weight, which is kind of crazy to me because that means that weren't you almost two seventy at one time? I was. I think my at my heaviest, I was two sixty eight. So that was like probably about three years ago. So before you took a dump, two seventy. <laughs> right. Before I took a dump and, you know, played my skin flute, 270. But my heaviest was 268. And so I guess essentially I lost around 20 pounds, um, but still have to lose about 50 more to be at like a decent weight. Now, if you remember, I remember uh, you come uh, to the show one night and I said, oh, hey, man, you're looking good. You could, I yeah. could visibly see that you had lost weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I guess there's, there's a number of different things I'm doing. Obviously, I talked about last week, exercise, cutting out a lot of carbs, sugars. But I'm also trying a new fitness app where you can track your food, and it kind of gives you an estimate of what you should eat for calories for weight loss throughout a day, and then you know you can kind of just plug in uh, what you ate for breakfast and then it'll calculate 
calories you intake and what you have left you can eat throughout the day. There's actually another app. I'll, I'll get the information for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know it. It might actually be the Weight Watchers app, but it was another app that my wife was using, and it was so accurate it was scary. Yeah. And you would think now with AI, there's probably some AI software put in these apps, right? I mean, possibly. Could be really accurate. I mean, I mean, if they say, like, they know, you know, of course, eggs are in different sizes, but they're all pretty much the same, right? Yeah. So if you say, okay, I had two eggs, uh, you know, some onions and peppers in it, that's how I like my eggs, onions and peppers sometimes. I've cut way back on cheese, which is very hard for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big dairy guy. And, uh, but, but if they, if they know all these ingredients, they can, they can, you know, you put that into your system. That's going to give you a pretty realistic number. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. Uh, just trying to make some changes, make some changes. I'm also cutting back on booze. So I'm not going to probably be drinking and podcasting. That's a risky business in itself, but. Yeah, but you've gone on stints where you hadn't drank it for a lot for quite a few weeks. Yeah, so, yeah. and I, I don't think it's realistic to not to just completely stop drinking. Yeah, because there still will be like you know get-togethers or if I want to go to a concert. Yeah, uh, but even then too, I'm still going to be like regular. I'm going to be trying to focus on drinking less. If you look up, there's a whole list that shows you of drinks, hard stuff. Because yeah. I don't know if you become a dickhead when you drink hard stuff, but only Jack Daniels. Wow, some, right, actually, some people would. Uh, actually, you told me that before, so that, I take though. that back. <laughs> but uh, when you look it up, there is a lot of. Uh, it will just say keto friendly, right? Keto friendly ways of mixing alcohol, and actually, in the stores or actually at the liquor store, they have a whole section of mixers. And you can you can get mixers that are very very low in sugar. Yeah, yeah. Like that chick there, uh, she was on one of the housewife shows. I want to say her name was Bethany something. She's the girl that invented the skinny margarita mix. Yeah. Okay. And that actually works pretty good. And and, and to be honest, uh, it's not bad. Right. Yeah. So you know where Buckley and I get our margaritas ain't much mix in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. So those are probably keto friendly right Definitely out of the box. Not. Right? Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, like, like I see no reason to like give up alcohol. Obviously you don't have a problem with alcohol, but I don't have a problem with alcohol either. I just don't drink that much of it. Right. Well, it's been a goal of mine to, to not drink as much. Well, normally, normally you'd be three or four in right now. Right. And so yeah. that's, <laughs> And that's you got, drinking water and you got right a bottle now. of water. But so. no, I'm gonna, so that's good. I'm going to like really try to like only drink on special occasions for now. And then like, um, you know, say like I do want to drink on a podcast night, like only have like maybe two, yeah. two beers instead yeah. of like four or something. Well, that's you all I, I mean? ever have when we podcast is two. Right. And that's not all the time. Right. Now, I had a chaotic afternoon today, so I yeah, had. He's hitting I, the bottle. No. I was able to have a beer with my dinner because I had a quick dinner before I come down because I'm always freaking starving during the show. I had a beer there, and I grabbed one out of the cool and brought it down, even though I knew we had beer here. Right. And uh, so that's two beers. Like, that's it. That's my limit. Like, yeah. especially if I'm going to drive. If, if I'm home or whatever. And, you know, to be honest there, again, I don't drink a lot when I'm at home because 
Just want what, to go to bed. Well, what? Well, no. What happens if uh, one of the kids hurts themselves? Yeah, you got to get. Or what if car. something happens? I got to drive them to the hospital. Whatever. I don't want to be freaking drunk. So you know. Uh, but anyways, my water uptake. Hey, listen, Buckley. I was three seventy and change at one time. Damn. What are you now? Uh, well, I've been losing weight, so. I was hovering right around 305 like for the longest time. Now I'm down in the 280s. All right, that's good. So you've almost lost 100 pounds. Oh, I did. I've, I, well, actually, at one time I was down to 250. Yeah. So I had lost over 100 pounds. Yeah. So uh, and when I was really sick before my surgery, I had lost weight. And then during my surgery, I'd lost weight because a lot of that comes back. But uh, believe it or not, I lost forty pounds on Weight Watchers. Yeah, no, I've heard. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking. You know, I took this weight off many years ago. Yeah, yeah. I've been about this size now for probably eighteen, twenty years. Right. So now it's time for me to just fucking smarten up. You should start exercising. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. Well, I mean, I know, I, you, I know you move around and stuff around here, but I mean, like making it a point in the day, or even just a couple times a week, where you like walk for twenty minutes or thirty minutes, yeah, and like do light stretching or something yeah. like that. And I was reading last night too that walking is actually good if you have hip pain. Oh yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound it sounds counterintuitive, but apparently it's good. Well, the doctor said I should try to be pretty active. He said. The more movement, the better, honestly, which I was like when you have real, obviously not if it's horrendous back pain and and stuff like that. But like he was saying, the more movement, probably the better. But just like, you know, watch yourself, which is which is the same thing you should do. It's like, you know, if walking for 30 minutes hurts, we'll scale it down to like maybe 20 minutes yeah. or something like that. Same thing. You, a lot of this stuff, like when you're talking about pain or I guess chronic pain. Um, it's like you have to try to tune into your body and like specifically kind of feel what movements hurt and how you're doing them and try to kind of figure out why they hurt. And lots of times, like it, like if you're exercising lots of times, it's just because your muscle isn't really developed. So the, if you're doing the movement too big, for whatever reason, then it'll hurt. But if you do it like a little bit less or on a smaller scale, then it won't hurt as much or it won't hurt at all. But then you have to just keep doing that movement until you build up to larger movements. Build up to it, sure. Like if you're stretching, if you're doing like body weight stuff, say you're doing like leg lifts or like for me, focusing on lower back. So when I'm doing like I'll land my stomach and I'll lift my legs up, and which I can't lift them one, I'll lift them one at a time, and I can't lift them very high without getting pain. All I can do is like maybe lift them an inch or two off the ground, but it feels better on my back, and I can feel like the muscles like engaging without pain at that level. That's the kind of stuff you need to do. I think it's like called incremental movement to re. If I guess if you're trying to regain any sort of mobility from like injuries or chronic pain. Don't it, don't trust me. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, but 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 it all makes sense though. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like you say, uh, doc, my arm hurts. So, what did you hurts when I do this? Well, don't do that. It's basically the same thing, right? 
Right. But you got to be able to move your parts. So I was in a lot of pain the last few days. Uh, obviously, today I feel a little bit better. Yeah. So just a shout out to all the listeners that have sent feedback and ideas and actually had some positive comments Uh-oh. about last week's show about when we were talking about health-related issues. Oh, look at us. A bunch of fatties talking about health. Right. But at least we're... <laughs> going to do something about it yeah we're going to shake our man tits at you yeah so thank you everybody that reached out on that Uh, are we going to hear some of it uh uh no 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 no. we don't have time for that what just like a couple Mm. like hey no just bang people were giving me feedback on uh like like what you should do yeah it's uh, and also uh giving us i uh people that have tried the rise mushroom drink yeah like three or four people messaged me they said they like it and yeah uh, one of them said that he wasn't quite sure how it worked on inflammation or not, but he definitely feels a lot sharper and a lot uh, cognitant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so thank you, everybody that chimed in on that. And, and we'll keep you posted on yeah. that. We'll probably just give you like some we'll, we'll try to make them shorter, I guess, as we yeah. go, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. But just give you some updates on like. For me, back pain. Yeah, how we're doing. And, like, for me, fucking trying to lose 50 pounds. Yeah. And you're trying to lose 80 80 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it'll be cool. It'll be good. Maybe we'll we'll succeed or maybe we'll die fat with floppy tits and love handles. Yeah. I think think just trying is... And be buried in Twinkies. It's a good place to start. Yeah. I never I never understood the infatuation with Twinkies. I mean, they're good. You think so? <laughs> I mean, they're just sugar. I think they're fucking nasty. Do you? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't eat a Twinkie? No, I don't I don't like Twinkies or anything like that. The only thing I can remember I really used to like was Funny Bones. Funny Bones. What about the Nutter Butters? Uh, the little chocolate, the, the peanut butter. They're, almost like, a, they're like a, almost like a wafer with chocolate and peanut yeah. butter. Yeah. Yeah, Keebler. Those, those Keebler pretty, makes those. Those are pretty good. Those used to be good, too, back in the pretty, old days. Pretty uh, good. And I have a real bad problem with chocolate. I was telling Buckley that I've been good since last week. I have not had a chocolate bar. Nice. And I guess it's okay to eat chocolate as long as it's dark chocolate, which is fine, and it's not all the time. And a little bit. And right? I, Yeah, I, I love dark chocolate. Uh, I have not had a monster coffee since last week. So nice. that's good. That's that's big for me. Moving on up. Yeah, that was like yeah. you you that's a lot. There's a lot of sugar in those. Oh you, my god, 34 like 34 grams. Right, right. Yeah, crazy. All right, we've bored you long enough with the health talk. Just giving you a little update on Just that. a couple fatties over here doing our thing. It would really it would be really nice to jump on this journey if you actually felt good. But Again, people always wait until they don't feel good to do something about it, right? So, Which is kind of retarded. It is. And we're, well, like Alex Joe says, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm retarded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A couple uh, of retarded fatties over here. All right, it's cool. So I uh, talked to Buckley to see if he was up on any of the current stuff. Now, a lot of stuff has happened just today. You can't die paddle boarding in a pond oh, unless okay. you Let's... are retarded (laughs) let's talk just a little bit about this okay first of all i this these are my first thoughts of this one this guy who's on obama's staff he's a chef he's a chef one he saw michelle obama getting out of the shower and he saw her big black dick two he gave obama a bj 
three. <laughs> Could be. He was paddleboarding and he fell off, and the the lilies were just so thick that they wrapped around him and dragged him to the bottom of a pond, which are typically like what waist level. Okay, so let's let's for depth. Let's clear up a little bit of right. nonsense. Okay. So Obama's mansion is right outside of Edgar Town, Martha's Vineyard. Okay. When you see now this quote unquote pond is basically right off the front of their place. So then you have it's kind of an inlet. And then you have a small, like uh, what I would call an outer bank. You've got an outer bank that loops around, and that's the ocean on the other side of that. These ponds are not what we think of when we think of a pond. That would have lily pads, stuff like that, right? And, and to get back to what you said, yes, very shallow. This quote-unquote pond was basically just more ocean. It's more probably more what we call brackish water. It's probably fresh water mixed with salt water. It's not completely either or. You know what I mean? Hmm. So in this area, you're not going to have any type of wake. You're not going to have any waves, anything like that, right? Any sea life? Probably not. No, so I know. I, I mean, heard, not, not saying there wouldn't be fish in it, but just saying because I did hear this thing about how orcas were attacking people. So oh. you know, we don't think that's a possible. I did not hear that, but no, this definitely wouldn't <laughs> Sorry, be it. attacking boats. It wouldn't be any orcas in this pond. All right, no tiger sharks. All right, so now there's okay. a big thing going around, a big joke saying this guy couldn't swim because he's black Be, no he just couldn't swim he used oh. to they used to make big jokes about it i guess years ago now he was the sous chef which means the junior chef you're under the main chef yeah right? at the white house when obama was president so he that's how obama met him excuse me so then he became obama's chef personal chef and he was would be at martha's vineyard whenever the obamas would be there okay so, a lot of misinformation coming out of this, a lot of sketchy stories coming out of it. We don't know what happened. We weren't there, but let's just talk about a few things. Okay. I agree that this guy would have been privy to some information that could be deemed sensitive. <laughs> like? Like speculation. Michelle Obama not being a Michelle, but being a Michael. Having a big old dick. Uh, the fact that Obama... Could or could not be gay, which I think we all know the answer to that. And maybe saw some younger crowd there, maybe children around. Not saying, just saying, just speculating on what sensitive things he may have been privy to. Okay. Hot dogs. Hot dogs and pizza. He was working at the White House when they ordered in all them hot dogs and pizza. Yeah, they spent sixty thousand dollars. Sixty five thousand. Right? Yeah, had hot dogs and pizza. Flew in from Chicago in the middle of the night. Yeah, on a plane. I get it. You're president. You could probably make anything happen. However, that's a lot of money on hot dogs. I bet there's a pizza joint in Washington that's just as good. And I am not a fan of Chicago pizza. Okay, so that's the first thing. 
Then all the talk about him not being able to swim. There's actually videos where he does know how to swim. He's learned how to swim, and he's a fairly proficient swimmer. Okay. So, as a joke, when he would do a post, he would always hashtag, I can't swim, or something like that. Okay. Then there was a report. This dude was just under six feet tall. The water in this pond allegedly was only 10 to 8 feet deep, depending on where you were. Okay, then it was, he was paddle boarding by himself. Then it was, he was paddle boarding with somebody else, and they're the ones that actually called 911 or whatever. They weren't disclosing who the other paddle boarder was, but there's some word going around from some, I mean, could be bullshit, of course, but some whistleblower in the either sheriff's department or police department, not quite sure how it works on Mouth is Vended, saying that Obama himself was actually the person that was paddle boarding with him. Now, keep in mind, they're saying this was at night. Well, it gets pretty freaking dark. Now, granted, in New England, this time of year, it doesn't get super dark until about quarter past nine or 9.30 now, right? I mean, by quarter past nine, it's starting to get pretty dark. Like, I wouldn't want to be out on the water paddle boarding at, you know, quarter past nine or even nine. So, then there was reports that he had a lot of head trauma. Again, we don't know for sure, just reports saying that this individual had a lot of head trauma. From autopsy, post-death, or pre-death? Could have been somebody in the ambulance crew that spoke about it. I don't know. Just saying. This is what's running around out there. Okay. Then the Obamas come back and say, oh, we weren't even in Martha's Vineyard. Or we, first it was we weren't even in Martha's Vineyard when this happened which would contradict the story that Obama was the one that was actually with him, number one. Then it came out that was like, okay, you were on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we were on Martha's Vineyard because initially they said they weren't even on Martha's Vineyard, meaning they were not on the island when this happened. Okay, number one, why is your personal chef there if you're not there? Because apparently, again, speculation, when the Obamas are not there, he's not there. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So then the Obamas came back and said, oh, well, well actually, we were on Martha's Vineyard. We just weren't at our house. We were close by. So that story's fucking changing. Did they say where? No. Hmm. And they're probably not going to say anything. Oh, definitely not. Uh, and so that story changed. The story that he was, there was another paddle boarder, but nobody is coming forward and saying, oh, yeah, no, I was paddle boarding with him. He slipped and he fell and he couldn't swim, so he drowned. Not, he fell off his paddle board, he can't swim, and I jumped in to help him. Like, would you sit there and just watch somebody fucking drown in front of you? Depends who it was. Okay, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't even actually think that that would matter. Yeah, if you no. saw somebody drowning, your natural instinct is going to be to jump in and help them, right? Which is always 
could not be the best thing to do. True. Because they could just pull you be, down. Be panicking. No, I get that. I so, get that. I don't know. You had like unless you really know how to do like the lifeguard swim where you like carry them under your arm. Yeah. It might be a bad idea to go in after them. Unless you had something flo- like a flotation device, like a or another paddleboard. Okay, so if they were paddleboarding, they should have been wearing flotation devices. Yeah. I get it. A lot of people don't. However, but also the paddleboard is a flotation device. 100%. So, so did this other person that was with him just watch him drown and then paddle back to shore or maybe had a cell phone with them, I guess would be plausible. Yeah. Could call that in and say, oh, listen, we got this right now. Where's the story about the head trauma? Blunt force trauma to the head. Now, he didn't, if he just fell off his paddleboard, I mean, I used to jump off of boats. I mean, it's no different than jumping off a dock. So if he just fell off the paddleboard, I doubt there was any rocks there where he would initially bash his head against a rock. And then if that was the case, okay, well, maybe that that story makes sense. There could be rocks. Could be. Could be. uh, Because it is rocky off of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. But uh, but they're now keep in mind they're in a pond though they're not on the ocean, right? Which I don't call it a pond. If you look at an aerial view of their mansion, you you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. But why is it first Obama was paddleboarding with them? They're paddleboarding at night. No flotation devices. Pitch dark. <laughs> Sketchy. Oh, we weren't even on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we were. Sketchy. Hillary Clinton had a chef that died, drowning while he was on a hike, which means was he hiking somewhere where there was a river and a pond and he drowned? I mean, this story screams sketchy. Yeah, he probably didn't cook the children right, so they were like, we must kill him. You never know what happened. All I'm saying, I feel bad for the dude, you know, I really do. I think the, I don't care who you are. I mean, to like drown, I guess I, I don't know. It just sucks. Yeah, and I think I think one of the re- one of the reasons that we're getting all this different information, I think that's probably done purposefully. Obviously, people come up with different theories, and there's like probably a thousand and stories change. Yeah, oh, yeah, stories change, and there's probably a thousand other people reporting on it. So obviously, you know, one thing gets misstrewed, then like things, the story will change. Overall, but I think it's also could be a tactic of, um, you know, the people getting the story out because they are like, okay, well, someone died, so we don't really want them to know what's going on, actually. So, what we're going to do is just put a bunch of information out there that is kind of contradictory or not the same as this version. Just to keep people chasing, chasing leads. Yeah, because yeah. if you just flood with a bunch of different stuff or the story changing or whatever it is, um, then, and you are paying attention to the story, then you're not going to know what the hell to believe. And then it's just going to be, you're just going to be like, okay, whatever. Okay, so exactly. You're going to say, okay, that sounds like that's dumb. That sounds dumb. No, no way Obama beat this guy over the head with a paddle. Right. You know, no way did they lure him out there in Secret Service where some uh, governmental hitman came up out of the water and took him down and bashed his head in. Uh, none he, none, he, none of that he saw happened. something or knows too and, much. And, or- and, Interesting timing, 
because of all the other distractions that are coming out now just to take our eyes off a of hunter. Well, did you before you move on, did you see that video of that guy talking about giving Obama beach? Oh, I've seen that. That's old. Is it old? How old is it? Uh, that's been around for a few years. Okay. That was back when, oh, before Obama was a senator or when he was running for Senate. Huh. How Obama picked him up and I performed fellatio on Obama and then he performed fellatio on me. And then the next day he just showed up unannounced to my hotel room and again I performed a fellatio on him. And I did not know, even know who he was until I saw him on the news. And I was like, I want some money. Why is that guy so, not dead yet? Probably because it's, who knows? Yeah, because nobody's going to believe it, right? And it's so fantastical. Right. Oh, there's no way. I mean, look at his wife, Michelle. He's got two kids that aren't hers, and there's no pictures of Michelle being pregnant anywhere. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know every person that I've ever known that was pregnant has got pictures of themselves pregnant. Yeah. Not something you keep secret. Okay, so, sketchy again. And for them having kids, of course, would blow the whole theory that Obama's gay and Michelle's a transvestite, or what do you call it? Tranny. Transgender, tranny, yeah. Transgender. And I mean, really, who gives a shit, you know, except for that they lied to the whole world. I'm sure a lot of people would care. They'd be like, what? Did you see the video going around? And this is old, too. The one that where Obama's doing a speech and he says, Michael and I. And then I think he just kind of like, oh, I fucked up. I'm just going to keep going like I never skipped a beat. And he did that. He he did a, I want to say it was with Bear Grylls. There was a show they were hiking in. And Obama come out and said, yeah, Michael and I, we like to hike a lot, this and that. And they just fucking blew that off. He's like, who the fuck is Michael? Uh, okay, if your wife's name is Michelle, you are not by accident going to call him Michael. Yeah. Is that the pet name around the house? Oh, hi. Hey, Michael. Hey, Mike. What's up, Mike? Yeah. Anyways, so that's sketchy. But uh, the other thing that I was pretty happy about, again, more bullshit coming out of the Biden administration. Hunter Biden was supposed to show up to court today to see if the judge would accept his plea deal. Now, listen, I don't know the particulars on this, but did you see the videos of all this? He almost like he had Secret Service uh, security. Hunter? Yep. Going to court. I did not. Well, the judge didn't go for it. Long story short. Because... Uh, and I don't know the exact particulars on this. However, one of his attorneys tried to tell the court that they were a part of the Republican Party or something stupid like that. Anyways, there was some fucking stupidity going on. And then I guess the judge asked the prosecutor, okay, these, this deal... Would this give him immunity from any other thing that could potentially come up or other things that he's being looked into for? And I don't really know what the prosecutor said, but it sounds to me like part of this agreement to plead guilty to like like bullshit charges. Like if anybody else did what Hunter did, on either of them, they they would be going to jail multiple years for a multiple for each one of those things, right? Just goes to show you how it's how the two tier legal system is stacked, right? So, 
I want to say it came down to this plea deal, if he pled guilty, was going to give him immunity from anything else that he had going on, including the $10 million bribe for Burisma, hanging out with little kids, smoking crack. Making dick porn. All these other things that he's under investigation for it was basically going to give him immunity for that, I think. So the judge said, nah, we ain't doing this. So so that was cool. But I think that I think that the Obama I mean, you don't murder somebody for a distraction against some crackhead idiot. I just it just seems very you know what we say a lot of times is really no coincidences. Yeah, and right? nothing gets pushed out really. Yeah. Without what, a purpose. And what was the uh the other thing that was in the news today? Mitch McConnell, he's out doing a press conference. He and he up. starts talking, and then he just goes right into zombie mode, right into co- right, right into a fucking coma. And he's just looking at the camera. And one of the other guys, Program I don't, I don't know if he was another polit- uh, politician or what he was. He's like, "Is there anything else you would like to say to them before? Is there anything else you would? Like, are you okay?" And he just shook his head. Uh, no, I'm not saying nothing else. It's like, okay, this guy just fucking glitched out. Dude, Which brings me back, they're too fucking old, Buckley. There should be term limits. There should be age limits. His adrenochrome levels were low. He's a fucking useless piece of shit anyway. <laughs> so anyways, that was just another interesting thing that happened today. And of course, the big thing Ooh. that all the podcasters are talking about, big, I have the not... The big boy. I have not had a chance to watch the YouTube video from the uh, Senate com- or whatever committee... That it was, and you hold on right one minute, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. The Subcommittee on National Security had a meeting today about disclosure of UAP slash UFOs. Oh, God. This again? Yeah. You know what? I am so fucking... Listen, I have been into UFOs ever since I was a little kid, right? And then I went and saw Star Wars. Then I went and saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The and old, then, and the then old I was, Star Wars movies. Yeah, right the original. Now. The original. The good one. The first one. And I've just been sucked in ever since, right? I admit I have had some form of unidentified aerial phenomenon that I dealt with once before, and we actually talked about it on the show. So I'm into it. What I'm not into is all this bullshit going back and forth. Either you're going to give us disclosure, not going to give us disclosure. They want, some people want you to believe, uh, let's just uh, use some examples. They want you to believe Tom DeLone from Blink-182. They want you to listen <laughs> to uh, Lou Elizondo, who you know, was supposed to work for some secret, s- secret program. Or they want you to listen to Dr. Stephen Greer. Or they want you to listen to David Wilcock or Halfcock or whatever you want to call him. Or all the guys. I and then they want Joe you to Rogan. listen to Jeremy Corbell uh, and uh, George Knapp, who I am a fan of, George Knapp. And, you know, you got all this information, this grush guy, all this stuff bouncing back and forth. Are they legit? Are they not legit? Are they partially legit? Is it some disinformation? Is it some good information? 
Well, it's also disclosure without disclosing lots of times. They do this thing where they like... Well, they did that last year, remember? Right, where they yeah. like talk about the subject, but they don't actually really disclose anything. Oh, yeah. Here's all the declassified paperwork it's on it. It's all redacted. And it's all redacted. Or it's yeah. like, well, we are seeing UPAs, but we can't really say what they are. It's just this weird thing that they do. It's almost like when, you know, someone goes up in front of Congress and they ask some questions and they just like answer the question without answering the question. All right, well, I'm going to have to take that number back with me. And it's okay, like a, it's yeah, like yes tactic. or no. It's a fucking yes or no question. It's a tactic, but it's like, do do people see that? Do they not see it? Do they actually think like that answers are being, questions are being answers and things are being disclosed just because they put like a, set, a, a meeting up like this or like the previous one? I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's just right now... If an alien, like, I am so disinterested in this now. If a fucking alien walked up the stairs and walked into the studio and telepathically asked me if he could use the bathroom. Maybe like 20 bucks. I would say, go use the bathroom. Just wash your hands. Those fucked up three fingers. What is up with you? Wash your hands after this hot water. It's a faucet on the left. And then come back up. I got some questions for you. He would say, cool. He'd go down. He would take his little space dump. And he would come back up and we would talk. That's how nervous or upset or interested I would be in anything that has to do with any types of aliens right now. Because we've been getting spoon-fed blue beam for fucking two years now. Oh, this is going to happen. And then, oh, oh, the second coming of Christ, that's going to be blue beam. And then... You know what? I'm just fucking tired of it. It's just like I said before. The mainstream conspiracy theories are really starting to bore me. So I don't want to bore the listeners with it. Right. It's just like if if I see an alien, I'll be like, okay, there it is. Maybe. But even maybe not then. Do you have any doubt that this... And I mean, let's not even talk about the whole, did they come from out of space... Do they come from beyond the ice wall? Are they time travelers? Do they become? Do they come from underground? Are, are they, they are they time travelers? The what is your Coming actual? Back. What is your actual thought on that? Like like what, the, what they are? Like any of those scenarios could be real. I don't know. I honestly, I don't have a specific like belief in extraterrestrials. I think any number one of them could be true or not be true. Um, I do kind of like one that really interests me is like the interdimensional demonic beings being actually being UFOs and like angels being like, I guess entities of light or whatever. That one's the one that interests me the most, but like this other, the other stuff is super interesting, but it's also just like, well, it's being forced down your throat. So it's like, well, why is it being forced down your throat? Why now, too? Um, but I have I have no, like, I don't really have a strong opinion in saying, no, they don't exist, or yes, they do exist. I think anything can pos- be possible at this point. Yeah, without being able to figure out exactly what the fuck they are. Because you don't know until you know. Yeah. Right? I believe that there is something to it. It's like if I never saw a fucking bear, and but someone was told me they existed, but I never saw one, and then eventually I saw one. I'd be like, "Oh shit, they're 
there it is. Well, same thing for Sasquatch. Well, same thing with Sasquatch. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly would love Sasquatches to be real. If they are or not real, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I don't know. But I'm also like, no, they're not real. I'm, but I'm also like, well, I can't 100% well, say they're real. So well, it's like, like all this shit. Okay, so, like, like in your view, in my view, like, I know that maybe I shouldn't think this way, but I have no doubt that Sasquatch is real. I just don't know what it is. Right. Same thing goes for Dogman. I right. think Dogman is real. I just don't know what it is. But I kind of have that. I kind of have the could be, could not be mentality because, you know, with lots of things, it's like if you're looking at if lots of people like science and say whatever you want about science, but like a big thing that I kind of rationalize whatever I'm thinking about is like the the whole probability idea, right? That at some point the probability, Due to probability, whatever you think might not exist or be real or happen does eventually happen, no matter what. Like, even if it's the most minuscule percentage or statistic or probability output. So that's why, like, when I think about something like it, like when I think about like elites being crazy sociopathic disgusting human beings there's also this probability rate that's like well due to probability that means there has to be some that aren't this way Mm -hmm. which is good and bad because for something like that it kind of gives you like a little hope or like oh yeah well not like they can't all be like that like yeah and same with politicians you know i don't really think very well politicians but there also has to be due to probability there has to be somebody that's not, you know, following the, the guise of the shit that we talk about all the time. But so it's the same thing with like Sasquatch UFOs or any sort of entity, paranormal phenomenon or not. Do they exist? Don't they? Due to probability, I would have to say there has to be something like that out there. But there also could not be. Because mm. if it doesn't actually exist, it doesn't exist. Well, the thing is, how I how I look at extraterrestrials, or even if you want to be in the camp of that they are terrestrial, they just come from beyond the ice wall, or yeah, well, beyond I, other realms, like when Admiral Byrd talked about vast continents beyond the poles. Do right. they come from there? I mean, I'm more apt to kind of believe that. Now, now I am going to piss all the flat earthers off. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. We are in space. I'm pretty sure. God, you round earther, Ron. That the moon exists. Whether or not it's a real, like, like it's a real, like, planet. I'm pretty, mean, su- I'm pretty sure it's a hologram. Right. So, so 100% we don't sure. know if it's a hologram. We don't know if it's hollow because it rang like a bell. And we don't know if it's just like the Death Star, a space station. I mean, whatever. Well, there's Nazis on the dark side of the moon. Nazis on the backside. Nazis in Antarctica. Nazis beyond the ice wall. Nazis uh, everywhere. So all these things are probable. I'm a Nazi. That's my point. All these things are probable. Right. It, That's why I was bringing like probability into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but there's so many what? encounters. There's so many photographs, which again could be doctored. Videos could be doctored, but there's a lot of firsthand accounts from people. I mean, take the Travis Walton story. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty legit. 
And then right. uh, not just that, but uh, Whitley Strieber, you know, the whole the, the, what happened to him when he wrote the book Communion. I mean, I don't think this guy's making it up. I really don't. And that's why I kind of say, like, you can believe or not believe, but, like, if something happens to you, then you're going to believe. It's like me with, like, the ghost stuff or paranormal stuff. Like, I've had plenty of stuff happen to me where I'm like, okay, this, something's up. Something's up. There's that don't, something here that's, I guess it's being called ghosts or paranormal or whatever. Um, whereas, like, there are plenty of other people where if I told that that stuff that happened to me to them would be like, no, nah, you're crazy. Or no, there's some other reason for it. Well, when I know there's, maybe there, maybe there is, but most likely it's sort of what I think it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy. It, lots of this stuff seems crazy until you really experience it. And then you're like, oh shit. But oh. all that stuff could have been something else too. Like that. I don't even know, I guess due to probability, right? Well, it's just like the encounters that I've had on this property. Right. Why we call this the haunted garage. Yeah. I mean, I firmly believe there are ghosts here. Yeah. Again, like we don't know what extraterrestrial, well, ETs, let's call them extraterrestrials. We don't know if they're extraterrestrial. We don't know if they're terrestrial. We don't know if they're demons. We don't know if they're angels. We don't know anything, but there's something. That's how I feel about ghosts. Yeah. It's like, is this just where our timelines accidentally intersected? Is this where, when they talk about multiple parallel universes right next to each other, and somehow something happens when our universe intertwines with another universe, and that we're seeing this stuff, and at the whole time, they're just actual people living their lives. Right. And they want to know what the fuck we're doing there. Like, we could be the ghost to them, like the movie The Others. Plot twist. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. But what I'm saying, though, is I'm a firm believer. I don't know what they are, but there's something, and I believe that that it's real. Right. But then we get into this whole realm, if we're going going into the ghosts. Like, the interdimensional or parallel stuff, I like a lot, and I honestly think there's some truth to it. Um, Obviously, I don't know. But, like, that whole mix, that whole, like, bleeding over, especially when you talk about frequencies, it's like, yeah, well, maybe you are seeing something that's in a parallel universe. But then it's like, well, what about these places that are, like, extra haunted where it's, like, they're considered poltergeists or, like, extremely demonic entities creeping around? Like, to me, I don't think that shit's always necessarily, like, the bleed over f- effect. Maybe it is, but like, why would it be so more prominent in like certain areas? Maybe it's something trying to get in. Maybe it's something that can, you know, activate certain frequencies and have a stronger presence, but doesn't fully come into that dimension or realm or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But I think in that space, that maybe something demonic like that could be from this realm or maybe not. You know, uh, let's, let's get into just something real quick. Okay. 
Okay, so if you're in an area like like you explain when you have a lot of ghost activity. And the same thing could be said for like alien activity, right? There seems to be like hotbed areas for that. Now, your brother would probably be able to speak really well on this, but some of the places, like, just say, insane asylums, back when they had all the asylums, a lot of traumatic things happened there to a lot of people, right? Yeah. And so how the story goes, people that suffer a traumatic death or died somewhere after suffering a lot of trauma for whatever reason, they don't want to, uh, what's the word? Passover, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. They stick around. They don't want to cross over. They want to stick around because maybe they want to right some wrongs or, and this is kind of what I think sometimes, is that these people don't even know they're dead. You think? I I. I've thought a lot about it. Like they're still living life or maybe they're... Like they don't realize that they're dead. They're just going about their day. And maybe the other people that they're interacting with during the day, they're freaking dead and they don't know they're dead. I mean, think about maybe. that. I mean, that's kind of like that that movie Beetlejuice, right? They It takes them a minute to figure out that they're dead. I don't know. I've never seen it. I think that's what happens. I don't know. Yeah, that's not... I feel like you'd have to know something was up, though. You would think so. Something you'd have to know. But, but what I'm saying, though, that like these things happen in certain areas where there's been a lot of trauma. It's like you know, I would like somebody to. I, I would like to look into if there is a lot of ghost activity in in old concentration camps. Right. And I've thought about that a lot because there is nothing that could be considered more traumatic than that. I also... Old battlefields, for instance. Same idea. Yeah. I also wonder, like, how much... Because, you know, when we talk about, like, how methodical, like, ghosts, paranormal, demonic stuff actually are, because that would have to mean they have some sort of consciousness, right? Like, if... if somebody dies and then, or there's a demonic being, well, I guess those two are different. Demonic beings and like a ghost or paranormal entity is they're different because usually demonic means they're from like some almost sort of satanic styled realm, right? Would make sense. So then that in itself would have to be like classified probably as like a being. Whereas, like, a ghost, or but then there's poltergeists as well. So I guess what I'm really trying to get at is that, like, they would have to, some sort of consciousness would have to be left behind if do you they're think, dying. Do you think that at the time of death for somebody that's had a traumatic death, maybe they somehow or rather don't let go of their soul? And keep their consciousness? Because look at all the times where ghosts want to talk to you. Right. 
or they like answer questions or it's yeah. like, well, do this if you, if you can hear us or like not all that stuff. So there has to be some sort of consciousness left over in my opinion, <laughs> unless maybe that's just like actually, maybe none of it's people left over and it's all just demonic beings from other realms just yeah fiddle, i don't fiddle faddling or angels i don't buy into that no no i have a hard time believing that i have a hard time buying into that whole theory why i i, I just do because i don't think all ghosts are are there to like do bad things right well that's why like before when i was kind of talking about ufos being angels or demonic entities that could also be maybe for ghosts as well. Maybe they're not like the the standard ghosts that we think they are. Maybe they're really just like the ones that aren't so bad. Maybe they're beings of light. Maybe the ones that are bad are beings of darkness. But it also brings into the similarity between extraterrestrials and ghosts that if it, ghosts and extraterrestrials could both be interdimensional. Right. Yeah, like they've left, true. they've left, whatever dimension we're in and they're in this dimension over here and then somehow our universes come together right maybe through frequency i saw this um documentary once and i want to say the documentary was actually on like string theory but they proposed that Alternate universes, they described it as videotape, like lots of videotape running in one direction. Yeah. Like uh, like if you took the old tape out of a VHS cassette, for instance, or an old cassette tape. And that's your universe. And everything that's happening or everything that's going to happen is on that tape, right? But then somehow, some form, something happens... And a vibration starts, and then they start wobbling. Yep. And they wobble back and forth, kind of like, you know, like highs and lows, peaks and valleys. Mm. And then, on occasion, they hit. They touch each other. Because they're vibrating too hard? Yeah, or whatever. But they touch each other, and that's when they can cross from one dimension to another. And this is the theory of this is where ghosts come from or whatever and and who's to know that in our life we're just not running on a constant loop sometimes i feel like that okay well <laughs> well no seriously there, no there are literally times where i'm like thinking like like you know sometimes when you get deja vu, vu when you're doing something I'm just gonna bring that up and you're like wait have i just been doing the same shit since i was like like for 20 years do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am, I, am I just kind of, but like things just slightly change, but you're still overall doing the same routine or the same behavior. Hey, pattern. I think timelines can over. be altered. Like, like over. I believe only because of so many different instances of the Mandela effect that I've experienced. Yeah. I believe that there's something to the fact that our timeline changed at some point. I really do. I really do. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like how much of that is, well, how much of that could be nefarious, but how much of that is like perceptive consciousness that's like a collective consciousness? Do you know what I mean? 
Like if I've, I, I mean, in reality, in my opinion, well, maybe not in reality. What I think of reality is that obviously it's what's being projected through your eyes, but also through your conscious mind, right? And it's coming out in in the physical, but we know there's the collective consciousness thing where it's like, well, possibly we're all connected consciously. So if someone were to, say, manipulate everybody's perception and consciousness, right, then maybe reality could change. Maybe it's similar to, like, maybe that's sort of what a lot of the tactics we see going on with manipulation. Maybe that's something that CERN uh, is doing. Because, like, think about that. If everybody is connected at that level, then you would only you wouldn't really need to do much besides manipulate people's thoughts, consciousness, perceptions of reality. And who knows if like enough people start to believe something, then reality actually does <clears throat> shift, but you don't see it. Or you don't really recognize it. Or maybe some people do, maybe some people don't. Maybe like like maybe for like the the whole COVID shit, right? Maybe there's all this manipulation going on and a vast majority, you know, are living in this one world of truth, but then there's like another percentage of people that aren't buying into it. So reality doesn't shape compl- shift completely because there's not enough people buying into the manipulation of the collective consciousness to do so. So then that's where you get like a divide of like people that are living in the COVID world and people that are living outside of the code of COVID world, seeing through certain fabrications. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just trying to figure out like this whole UFO thing and the extraterrestrial thing. <laughs> And how similar it is to actual ghosts. Right. There's a lot of similarities there. Oh, yeah. Well, the paranormal UFO thing, they're kind of like, there's a lot of crossover. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, Bigfoot, is he, well, is he a cryptid? Is he a UFO? Is he an interdimensional being? Is he, like, the orbs that are always seen around him, right? And could he be all of those things? Could he be all those? Could ghosts also be... Okay, what about what about instances and I and I've watched a ton of shows on ghosts over the years. I was watching this one show and they actually were taking video of Gettysburg where they had the big one of the biggest civil war battles there ever was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And they had these ghosts on camera and these ghosts were like loading cannons and they were actually like doing what they would have been doing during the battle. Do they not know they're dead? Or is Gettysburg going on in another dimension right next to us? And goes back to, are we just running on a loop? You know what I mean? Right. Where, for some people, Gettysburg hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people think that, like, reality, the future, past, present, multi-dimensions string theory dimensions, whatever, are all, it's all happening right now. That everything is happening at the same time. Just like that movie, what is it, Everything, Everywhere, at the same time, whatever it's called. I've heard about that movie. I haven't seen it, though, so I don't know. I tried watching it once, and I kept getting distracted, so I couldn't get into it. Right, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
the only issue I kind of see with the everything happening everywhere all at once, um, it could be true. I think, and I, I don't know. I don't think though that the past, like the past and the future, are necessarily happening at the same time as the present, because like the present, uh, like automatically becomes the past. Right? Just as soon as you say something. Right. It automatically becomes a past. And, like, the future, you don't really know because it hasn't happened yet. But also, the future is right now. It's Do you like know what I mean? We're always like, in a constant state of the future. Right. Because it's always the ha- present. Like, I knocked that bottle over. That was just the future, but now it's the past. Yeah. So, in a way, that makes sense to me that everything is kind of happening all at once but like if you look at and if you believe science like i don't believe the big bang theory but a lot i don't either but a lot of the big bang theory is based off of the expansion of the universe and the way that light moves and in my opinion a lot of the universe along with frequencies and energy is light which light is frequencies and energy but a lot of the big bang theory and i think a lot of the way i don't Obviously, no. But I think a lot of the way that the reality works is expanding light. Like, because, like, if there wasn't light, you wouldn't see anything. So would it actually be there? Do you know what I mean? So when everything is ha- – when we say everything is happening all the time, like past, present, future, I agree with that. But also, like, with the expanding – with the way that light moves and expands outward, I feel like that would be – contradictory or wouldn't make sense with that or maybe it would yeah i never was a firm believer in that big bang theory and you know that's just a theory that's just something that they came up with because they had to explain where we came from yeah now i don't mean as humans i just mean well i guess i do like just everything how did that tree happen right how'd that grass happen how how them rocks happen (laughs) right was it all just a descendant of the Big Bang? I just, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Hell no. I you mean, know? a lot of people speculate, like, the world, the, like, it, just the way that everything's broken down, even just, like, the DNA structure, it's, like, almost too perfect to not be created by somebody. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or a creator. And a lot of, you know, even, like, quantum mechanics or, I mean, quantum physics is, like, there has to be an observer. So, like, w- f- even, like, when they're, like, the interactions of the way certain computers work or, like, when they're firing, uh, like, electrons to the air, right, it's only, they're only being able to see when they're being measured by an observer. So it's, like, if you're kind of thinking on this level, then it's, like, okay, when the world is created, well, who was the observer? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, the stuff with, like, you know, DNA is very similar to like computer code and a lot of the way that like DNA works, it's very similar to computer code and that the world is like that. So it's like lots of people believe that the world is just, it's too well put together that there cannot be a creator. And to bring this back to like what I was talking about earlier with like the whole probability thing, right? If you believe in God or you believe whatever religion or you believe in simulation theory, Right, the whole probability brings you back to that. That whole aspect brings you back to well. No, I'm an atheist. 
no, I don't believe in God. No, I don't believe in a creator or simulation theory or whatever. But speaking to probability, well, there has to be a percentage that it could be true or a small fraction of something where it could be true. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, who's to say? What do you think? Well, I know there's a lot of pros and cons to simulation theory, and if you want to talk simulation theory, well, then, yeah, we might not be on a globe. We just might be in a Petri dish somewhere. (laughs) But I don't know. It's it's so mind-boggling, the whole subject of it all, right? Yeah. That if we're in multiple dimensions, you know... And we're actually in another dimension. We just might be a little bit different. Maybe we don't need to lose that much weight. Maybe we just need to lose 10 pounds in the There's other dimension. There's a dimension where we both have six packs, Ron. Yeah. and But I'm just saying, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Right? So, uh, and, and, and the other thing is, too. But it also is. But I keep coming back <laughs> to, are we just running on an endless loop? Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody says you don't know what happens when you die. And it's like, okay, but do you really die? You die in the eyes of someone else. Mm. Your loved ones, your friends or whatever can see that, oh, he's dead. But you as the dead person, you might not be dead. You might not even know you're dead. There might not even be such a thing as death to your inner soul. Right. I don't, that probably doesn't make sense, but. No, it does. But you could be just running and running and running. You know, when you go back to the Bible and they say these people live literally thousands of years, right? Now we could go on and on and on about reasons why we don't live that long and why life expectancy is so much shorter now. Maybe it's because, in actuality, we don't ever die. Right. That everybody is, in a sense, immortal. Or death isn't, like, what we've been told it is. Right. Because, I mean, for because most... Because who knows what death is? Right. And on like, the other side of death. Nobody knows... Nobody does. ...what's on the other side of death. But we've always been told, right, for the most part, that, like, when we die... We're just, we're basically gone and that's it. Do you know what I mean? So in a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in the past, it's like, well, lots of times what we're being told, it's the exact opposite. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Typically. And it goes back to a lot of like the elites controlling narratives throughout history for ever. But it also kind of goes into the whole what's up is down, the inverse stuff that we get. Um, So... I mean, if we're being told one thing, right, most of the time it's the opposite. I don't know how, you know, if there's any authenticity to that, but. Okay, here's here's the thought that I used to have. And it's a simple thought, but it takes a lot of thinking to fucking comprehend it. Okay. Just the fact that we are conscious now. And we can remember what happened 10 seconds ago or 20 years ago. We have our lives, we're living our lives, and we remember all that, right? That's part of your consciousness, I guess you could say. If when you die, if in fact you do die, 
there's no way it can just go black. And here's my reasoning for it. And I know this sounds really simple, but I want everybody to take what I'm going to say and just think about it beyond what I, what it initially sounds like. Okay. If when you die, everything goes black, it just ends, you would have no recollection of anything that ever happened in your lifetime. Right? So just the fact that right now we're living our lives, we're remembering what happened, we can, you know, tell stories about the past or whatever. Just the fact that we have that consciousness forces me to believe that it is impossible to go black when you're dead. Because that's what atheists say. Once you go dead, you, you, you die, you just, everything goes black. I, it's not possible. Once you go black, you never go back. I really want you to take that simple statement and think about that. Yeah. Because say you die tomorrow, right? It would just go black. Now, how do we know, like thinking back in your past memories, if you were to die right now, well, you wouldn't remember even what we were talking about right now. It would be nothing. It would be utter blackness, nothing. Nothingness. You wouldn't even have the consciousness to even know that, you're, that you've gone black. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I so do. That, so that's why I don't think you go black when you die if you, if you do, in fact, die. Right. Because the more reading... I, I got into this weird book that my mom picked up for me at a yard sale. It's super, super interesting. And, and I hope to kind of understand it and grasp it a little bit more so we can actually talk about it. But just reading that, and it's not where I got the idea about going black when you die. I've just, I just thought that up one day. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If everything goes black after you die, then how would you even remember what you're doing right now? You wouldn't. You would have no recollection of anything in your life. It was like you never existed, and you wouldn't oh, even. I, I got you. And you wouldn't even have the consciousness to even know that you're fucking dead and you've gone black. Well, that's weird. Did you just catch that? Did it click? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So it's like, how would you remember? But that means, I don't know. I want you to think about that it. That is weird. Don't try. Don't. It's it's <laughs> it's a simple thing. It just came to me one day. And I don't know why it came to me, but it just did. And it and it makes perfect sense, at least it, to me. It does, but it doesn't. You just I, I get what you're you saying. You would you wouldn't even if if everything <laughs> goes black at your time of death. Right. You would have no recollection of even being alive like right now, right this minute. It would it would be like blackness. You would have no consciousness. You would have nothing. It was like it was like you were never born. It was like you never experienced life for whatever life is. If it goes completely black at time of death, I want everybody to think about that. Just deeply think about it. Don't try to I'm fucking. Trying. My brain's hurting. Don't right now. try to come up with an answer like in 10 minutes. Just when you're laying down at night or if you're meditating, just think of what I said. Well, there's just. A and, and, tell me, and tell me what you think about it. There's just like, because then we get into like this whole like 
past, present, future debacle? Like, is there actually a past? Is there actually a present? But if is you there go black, there's nothing. Right, I get and that. And you but wouldn't that have means, consciousness to even means, know that there was nothing. But that means you'd already have to be dead, too. Yeah. Right. Or have died. Right? You wouldn't know. That's my point. <laughs> well, if you don't know, then how would you know at anything? It's almost like Schrodinger's cat. If In the box. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But so, like... In order for you to have memory, you have to be alive. But then if you die and everything goes black, then you wouldn't know that you would have never known that you were alive. Bingo. But you would almost have to. I don't know. My brain hurts. You can't. (laughs) You can't do anything. If it goes black, there's nothing to have known. Yeah, I know. But it's almost like you would have had to have died already. Or. Just the fact that we're alive right now doing this podcast, <laughs> to me, proves to me that there that if you do die, there is something after death. Because yeah. if you died and it went black, you would have no recollection of your life in any way, shape, or form. But you have no recollection. And you would have no, no recollection of past lives. You, have had, you would have no concept of the soul or your consciousness. But you don't have a recollection of anything bef- really before you are born. No, but I have past life recollections. Yeah, but I've had them. You don't te- you don't technically know what that is. I mean, you can speculate and think that. No, no, no. I've I've had dreams so realistic of what I was in a past life. Yeah, but recurring dreams over and over. But the point is, Buckley. But no one really knows what that shit is. That's but, what I'm trying to say. But what I'm saying though. If it goes dark or goes black after death, you wouldn't have any recollection of anything. But it's also that way before you're born. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really remember... Well, you say, like, dreams, or you have, like, whatever. Maybe you have some weird opinion. I know what you're talking You're talking about this current life when you were conceived. Right, exactly. Like, like for the you, first nine months like, or whatever. In theory, you weren't anything before you were conceived or born. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have no recollection of that. Besides, like, you know, the past lives that whatever are debatable. And right, but we have no recollection of that, but we have recollection of our first memories. Right, yeah, but that's and like... And then you're living your life. But if you were to go <laughs> black again... It would be the same as when you were in the womb and you had no recollection of anything before. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe you go black after death. Here's an interesting one for but you. But no, because if, Hold if, on. Wait, if, if you, were, you go black <laughs> at death and then the next thing you can remember is maybe your third or fourth birthday party. Right. That's where reincarnation comes in. But if you died, but you would, in order to be alive, you would have to remember your past memories, right? From your past life, I would feel like, at some point. I think when you're younger, you have the better ability to do that. Because when at some, you would have to remember... Like if you if you die right and then your body go your consciousness goes to like a different life or you're reborn or whatever, in order to have lived that life, you would have to remember it 
like you're remembering it now at some point, right? Well, I'm a firm believer that you carry the DNA from all your ancestors. Okay, here's where it gets a little muddled because it's two conflicting theories. If you believe in reincarnation, doesn't necessarily mean you're reincarnated from yourself. You could be a reincarnate of someone else or something else. Could have been a dog in a past life, could have been a cat. You never know. But what I'm saying is, if you had past life experiences, that to me is a whole different thing. And when you think about the theory that, and this isn't a theory, like this is fact. We carry the DNA of our ancestors. Be it however many times it's been altered and changed through mating and stuff like that, right? But you still carry that DNA of your ancestors, no matter who they were. Now, what's really interesting when you think about it is for us to be here today and be normal, get up every day, take care of the kids, go to work, pay your bills, all that shit, right? Go back generation, generation, and you could have literally gone back tens of thousands of generations. Where did we actually come from? Right. Was it DNA that was formed in a Petri dish by some creator? Was it DNA that formed from an amoeba in a swamp from a single cell animal single cell organism that was in pond scum like million years ago. Your DNA, your DNA actually goes back that far. It has to. And that's where you have all these conflicting theories of past lives, uh, reincarnation, or We're a one-off. When we're born, we're one-off, and that's it. You get one shot at it. I don't agree with that. I I disagree with that. I just think at some point, in order to... You would have to remember your past life like you're remembering this life. Right? But then maybe not. Maybe it just trails up. Maybe it just does trail off because, like, you don't remember everything from when you were, like, three. Do you remember? And then when you start getting into, like, your 20s, you don't remember stuff when you're a teenager. Like, uh, these memories start to, like, go away. So maybe... In until a, somebody triggers them. Right. So maybe... Okay. So maybe in a sense, it's like the the your past life starts to fade over time in your new life. <laughs> and then maybe, like, the same thing is, like, when, you, like, say you triggered a memory for me when I was really young, right? Maybe that can also happen from your past life in dreams or in like reality or when you have like weird deja vu vu things where you've done something before, but you're not really sure. You've seen something before, you're not really sure. Deja vu that is so strong that lasts up to five or 10 seconds. Have you ever had deja vu that was that long? I have, and it's fucking eerie. I don't think I've had something that long. It's usually just like a 
couple seconds, but it's weird. Deja vu is weird. Remember the movie Inception where they would have a dream inside of a dream? Has have you ever experienced that? No, but that's I have like twice a dream inside of a dream. Yeah, like where you wake up from a dream. Oh yeah, and you think you're awake. You think you're awake, and then boom, yeah, yeah. you wake up from that dream. Yeah, that's yeah, that's happened to me before. That's bizarre. I I hate those. Those are the worst dreams because I think for me a lot of the that stuff has happened when I've experienced sleep paralysis or what I think is sleep sleep paralysis um, because sleep paralysis is like you well you kind of you're kind of like you're you're being I don't know I'm trying I'm gonna try to explain this as best as I can but it's almost like you're paralyzed right mm-hmm. and you can't move but you're conscious and then your body for me it was like there's immense pressure on your body but then you're body is also trying to wake up you're trying to wake up out of that so you can like start moving around because you feel like you're being trapped or held down or something is like kind of trying to get you that was what it was for like that's what it was like for me so when that shit was going on and happening lots of times i would like be like okay i'm gonna wake up now and then i would be like i'm awake and then realize that i'm not awake and I was still being held down or paralyzed or couldn't move. And then I would try, I would be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm awake now. I'm going to wake up and I would wake up. And then it was just like, would keep happening, keep happening, keep happening until you finally wake up, I guess, or calling it actually waking up in reality. And you feel very, I f- feel very eerie. Cause it's like, it's super, I don't know. It's one of the weirdest feelings that I've ever felt. How come they cannot tell us what dreams are? What are dreams? How are, I don't know. What are dreams? I don't know. Why are you asking me? I'm asking because I've been fascinated by dreams. Okay, I think dreams are either, you know, because I don't know. One of the weirdest things for me in dreams, there's sometimes where, where I have dreams and I like I feel like I know exactly what they are. Or why I had the dream. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when people tell me about dreams they've had, I, I like, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I I feel like I know what that either means to me or could possibly mean for, for you, even though I don't say it. Um, but there's lots of times where, like, they just make absolutely no sense. Or they're, like, they're very spotty, like pieces it's like brown, browning in and browning out like it's like you remember certain parts but don't remember the whole thing but then there's super there's ones where they're super vivid as well mm-hmm. but one of the weirdest things to me is meeting people that seems so real but you've never actually met up in real life but you like sort of feel you like know that they're a real person and you met of, them you know in your mean? dream and you meet them in your dream or interacting with them in your dream um, and it just it feels like a real person, but then when you wake up, it's like okay. But then you've created this whole person that you've never seen before in your brain. It's just because lots of times for me, it's like people I know, right? In the dream, you know them, right? It's like I I know them, or it's like you know maybe it's like a TV character or something like that. Or lots of times that when there's been other characters that I don't know, it's like I can't really see their face, or they're like covered up in something or whatever. Um. So, yeah, that's one of the weirdest things, I think. Okay, so there is all kinds of different types of dreams. Here's one. Here's the type of dream that I have, and I've talked about this before. I had a, I've had multiple reoccurring dreams that I was being attacked and eaten by sharks. I've had that. I've told you that before. Yeah. 
Okay. And that's <laughs> why. That's a rough one. And that's why. I mean, I can remember Najim dream actually being either pushed off a boat or having to walk the plank or whatever in the water, being circled by sharks and thinking, oh, my God, now I'm, I'm what am I going to do? And then basically that dream ends, right? And then you have a, another dream, very similar, same thing happens. I had that dream like five times. And I think, you know, when I was younger, I was definitely afraid of the ocean. I did not want to be on the ocean. I wouldn't swim in the ocean. I'd go to the beach, go in the water up to my knees or whatever, and that would be it. But I never wanted to go out on a boat or anything like that. And then later in life, I overcame that fear. Yeah. And then what was weird about it was that when I was out on the ocean, and I mean out on the ocean, like we went fishing one day, uh, shark fishing, oddly enough, we were 40 miles out in a small boat, like a 20-foot 20, 20 boat. Yeah. Didn't bother me in the slightest. I go on cruises when you can't see land. And I got to tell you, I feel so at home when I'm on a boat out in the water. Boats are fun. Well, what I'm saying is I feel at ease like I'm not scared of it. Like you're a pirate in your last life. Like I was some type of sailor in a past life. A butt pirate. Probably not a butt pirate. (laughs) But I'm just saying these are the childhood fears that you have that you overcome, right? Right. And then when I started having dreams of being eaten by a shark, or multiple sharks, actually, you know, that's just kind of freaky, right? But here's here's the weird dream that I have. And any any listeners, if you've had these types of dreams, I and you've got a story about it, I kind of want to hear the story. Because I want to see how common or uncommon this is. Mm. I have all kinds of dreams where friends of mine and people that I know and family members that have passed away come to me in my dreams. One example was this old man. See, when I grew up, I never had a grandfather. Never experienced what it was like to have a grandfather. And that's why all these old guys that used to hang out with my father, the you know, Rhode Island types, I always kind of gravitated to them because they were older and they treated me like a grandkid, kind of basically. But there was this, and actually this was one of the guys from Rhode Island, actually, who died a natural death. And I want to say he lived to be mid-80s when he passed away. Anyways, him and I were very close. And I want to say I had this dream about 20 years ago, but I'll never forget it. He's been gone for, oof. 30 years, 35 years probably. And in my dream, his name was Al. And he's in my dream and he looks just like he looked the last time I ever saw him alive. Because he was a pretty, I mean, he he wasn't like a withered, he didn't wither away and died. He just, he had really, really bad arthritis. And I think he just gave up one day and just died. But anyways, I remember him coming to me in the dream. He's there and he's holding a can of beer because he always had Miller High Life. He always drank that. And I said, Al, what are you doing here? I thought you were dead. That's what I asked him in the dream. And he goes, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead. I've been dead for a long time. I'm like, oh. Well, what are you doing here? 
Oh, nothing. I just thought I'd come and check up on you and see how you were doing. I wanted to let you know that I'm doing okay, and I'm glad that you're doing okay. Honest to God, not a joke. There you go. And I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. And that was it. That was the end of the dream. I mean, it was a short dream. My dad comes to me in dreams all the time. But you know what's weird? He's not old in the dream. He's like in his 40s. Like like I can remember when I was real little. You know what I mean? Like maybe 30s, 40s. He's really young looking in my dreams. And then another guy who was very close to our family. My dad actually raised him. He was like a brother to me. His name was Davey. Passed away from cancer. Uh, back in the 90s, so that's quite a few years ago. He comes a lot to me in dreams. And he looks just like he did when he was healthy. It's very, very bizarre. So these, so these types of dreams are way different. And then, of course, we all have, on occasion, sexual dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what's really weird, it's dreams with chicks that I've never dated, chicks that I never knew. Ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Uh, don't let your wife know, Ron. I don't think she would care. Are you cheating on me? I've had, actually, you know what? In the dream world. I have had dreams, sexual dreams with my wife. And that's what my wife, when I tell her about them, she goes, well, that's why they call them dreams. <laughs> do you have sex with your wife more in your dreams than you do in real life? Well, lately. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Anyways. Anyways. I want everybody's input. What are dreams? What are they? And, and what about these dreams when you go to this place that in the dream, you, you know you've been there a million times. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, where is that? Yeah. And then you have a dream a couple of months later. It's the same fucking dream. It's the same location. Mm. Totally bizarre. Just freaks me out. I've always have had very intense dreams my whole life. My wife has actually bought me books to interpret dreams, and I've looked through them, and they don't make any sense whatsoever. Because they're all based on, oh, well, if you saw a snake, then it means this. And I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's concrete like that. I, I don't. No, I don't, I don't think, think anybody. A manual. I don't think, yeah, I don't think anybody has the real answer. Because a snake to you could mean something. <clears throat> totally different. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think. For me, when I analyze dream my, my dreams or other people's dreams, I typically, well, specifically for me, I typically just try to think of, like, what's going on in my life? What have I been doing? Uh, what, like, how have I been feeling? Have, have I had any, like, shit coming up about anything or... That's giving you anxiety or whatever? Yeah, just stuff like that. Because I found that, like, for some reason, that stuff does come into play. Um, and then we'll accumulate in your dreams from my experience but then also there's those dreams where it's just like I don't really know or maybe you're like I think this might be what it means or maybe not but also too like who's to say that they're supposed to mean anything that as well well that's what I'm saying I think there's different types of dreams I think there's dreams that mean something and dreams that are just random yeah, but like lots of times, I, and maybe this is just me, but lots of times when I have a dream, I try to like, well, why, like think about the meaning. But maybe, maybe they're not supposed to actually have meaning, and that's just like, maybe that's just sort of like a woo-woo spiritual thing. 
Maybe not. I don't know. Well, they say, oh, dreams, that means if you're with your, you know, that person that you see in your dream, they're dreaming about you and to say, I don't think that's bullshit, too. No, I mean, I don't know. I, just my personal opinion. It I, could I don't be bullshit. Yeah. But I think there is sort of that. I think there might be a similarity or comparison or to astral projecting, like in dreams. Like maybe is that maybe you're doing that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting concept there. I don't know. I mean, I, have uh, no idea. I, I was starting to wonder that. It, again, when you die, you don't know you're dead. You just go into a dream state, and this is how you experience the afterlife, be it even maybe just temporarily, that you're going to be in a dream somewhere, like where nothing makes sense, or or everything makes sense. And this is what leads me to believe, too, after you die, did you really die? Maybe this body died, but your consciousness didn't die. Your soul didn't die. We're just living in but memory. But your soul, well, yeah, that's so ba- that's a good analogy, right? Essentially, there. like, because this right, <clears throat> this right now is a memory. So we're basically living in memory, which is really weird. Yeah. So I'm thinking that <laughs> you just continue. I think you go on infinitely. I think we're all, in a sense, immortal. Well, light travels. It's interesting thing to ponder. I want everybody to give me feedback on my theory about what happens. I want no feedback from you. Okay, listen, everybody. Bunch my, of que- bunch of questions for you. My ideas are right. Maybe. Are aliens and ghosts similar? Are they essentially possibly the same? Are they interdimensional? What do you think happens after you die? Do you think you die? Do you think it goes black? Or do you think you continue on to the next person in an endless cycle, living in an endless loop? Are the past, present, future the same thing? Are we just living in memories? I don't know. It's, you know, the biggest question as always every philosopher has ever tried to freaking figure out. Why are we here? Why are we here? Why Those two questions. Here? Why are we podcasting? Are we just were we just born to just do random shit and Maybe. see where our day takes us, or were we born to do a specific thing while we're alive? It's like the thing. This is why you're born. It's going to take you fifty or sixty years to get to the point where you're actually going to know why you were born, but you're going to know it. Yeah, I want you to ponder on that too. Why are we here? One of philosophy's biggest questions ever asked. Yeah. And to me, lately, I've had a little bit of time to think about things. And sometimes I'm like, I really need to stop thinking about that because it's starting to fucking make me ask kind of questions I shouldn't be asking. Well, that's what I was actually going to say, and I'll take this as my closing words. And it will be brief. Ponder the stuff we talk, we're talking about philosophically, spiritually, whatever you think about that word, religiously, life-wise, why are we alive, what happens after death, all this stuff and more. But don't ponder it to the point in which it makes you, like, I guess, nihilistic. Not care about anything. Because yeah. that can happen. And it, it, it happened to me a while back. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail about it. 
but that's where I ended up. I was reading a lot of philosophy, studying a lot of philosophy, and eventually, and thinking about just certain shit, and eventually I landed on kind of that nihilistic mindset. Um, so just try to avoid that, because if you start going down that rabbit hole and you really start, like, believing that kind of uh, chaotic nothingness, darkness kind of philosophical it takes mindset. away your reason to be alive right yeah and you know one and that, of my, and that's one dark of, in itself one of my ultimate beliefs of of life and why we're here is honestly is just to is just to be alive and that's pretty much it and no matter what happens with that that is like the ultimate reason why we're here is just to be a living being. You know, Buckley, that makes a lot of <laughs> sense because here, here's something that I also think about. Look at these people that are just driven to be billionaires or millionaires or right. driven to be a certain thing, driven to be whatever you think everybody perceives you should be instead of being driven to be yourself and follow the things that you're interested in in your life. Right. All these rich people, they die. They've worked their whole life to have what they have. And, and yeah, you got a place in the Hamptons. You got a Ferrari. You got a Rolls Royce. You got this. You got that. Whatever beautiful women or, or whatever you want in your life. Eat the best food. Do all the best of everything. But, but ultimately, in the end, fucking doesn't matter. Right. Be- because you just say you get one lifetime. Or say you're only conscious of the one lifetime that you're experiencing in the now. You fucking wasted it chasing the dollar. Now, I get it. Everybody needs to make money to survive. Look at all the craziness that's going on in our world right now. If you just don't even just even think about it and just decide, you know what? I'm going to just worry about me, my family. I'm going I'm to do whatever it takes to survive. And that's what basically what everybody's doing anyway. Right. So it's not going to matter when you're 80, 90 years old and you're ready to leave this realm for the next. It's not going to matter what you have. Yes, it would be nice to be able to leave a little behind for your family to maybe make their life a little bit easier, give them a jump start. Yes, I agree with that. Or people in general. But I don't agree with living your life, being a jerk off to everybody, being mean, screwing people over just for the sake of making money, just basically being a fucking bad human being, right? Don't waste your time doing that. Just wake up. Just like when Ebenezer Scrooge woke up on Christmas morning. and he had a goose. And he had a whole different outlook on life. I want everybody to think about that because there's a lot of bad things happen to a lot of good people right now and i see it and you sit back and like i was talking to a friend of mine the other day oh how you i haven't talked to them in a while how you doing i said good 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 uh how's how's things really going i said well i've been a little down lately i said but i'm pushing through it because you just got to keep going. We all we we have highs, we have lows. That's this nature. That's how it works. Yeah, and the bad pe- and the bad shit too. Like if you let it get to you, which it obviously everyone it gets to you. Bad shit sucks. Oh yeah, and it gets to you. And there's sometimes there's nothing you can really do about it, and it just gets you into a funk, gets you in a bad place. But, you just have to endure it. But you yeah, endure it, 
and eventually you'll find a way out of it. But also, too, like the bad stuff. And I think I've probably said this before. The bad stuff that happens to you, yes, it's bad. Yes, it's terrible. But it's also not necessarily bad. It could be something that is happening in your life and is propelling you in a direction of change that was either needed or you didn't know you needed or you just found that going through that experience, you figured out you needed uh, to happen in your life. Does that make sense? It makes 100% so, sense. So don't like, always just look at the bad stuff as like a crippling thing that gets you into a state of depression or in a bad, bad mindset. And that's what I call the silver lining rule. Yeah, look for the silver lining, I guess, in the cliches way. Yeah. But, but for real. It, but cliches make sense, though, Buckley, but that's why they're cliche because it's right. been said a million times, right? right. However... I have looked back in life on things that didn't work out at the time, which to me, in some cases, may have been kind of emotionally devastating. That now, when I look back, I'm like, man, I'm so glad that happened. Not only did I learn from it, right, but it put me in the direction that I needed to be on because maybe we have a predetermined course in life. Maybe. Maybe our voyage is meant to go a certain way, and if we start going off course, then something has to has to fix you, has to put you back on course. Maybe. And those, no, maybe, but maybe those things that happen to put you back on course, they really suck when they're happening, but in the end game, they happen for a reason. So, yeah. with that, let us know, everybody, what you thought of the episode. We kind of went into some weird stuff which is okay. I, don't, I like to do that on occasion. Uh, give us your feedback. Leave us a five-star review on Apple, please. Write us, a, write us a little review. Once again, we didn't actually get into the topic that we were... No, that's fine, because that's a good to topic to have in reserve. Yeah, but um, that just means more, I was just, for, was, more I was, for later. I was just in a kind of weird mood the last few days. Yeah. And sometimes that comes out during the show. Right. But also, me being in weird moods brings out odd topics that gives people something to ponder. Right. I guess. So anyways, let us know what you anyway, think. Let us leave know us a review. Tell me how awesome I am. Tell Ron how terrible he is. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You know where to find me. Uh, Instagram, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ron from NE. Come join the Telegram chat. You know where to find that. Link will be in the show notes. You can do your thing. You can find Mr. Buckley on Instagram at Tristan.a.buckley. And Buckley, where can they find you on Twitter this week? They can find me on Twitter at Big Nuts Don't Tuck 69 Triple X. Actually, it's not Twitter anymore. Did you notice that? Was it the X? Something? Yeah, that fucking makes no sense at all. Whatever. Fuck, F- it, fuck it, it, Elon Musk. It, it, it is what it is. I, you can't right. rebrand something like Twitter. Whatever. Uh, send, all right. me, send me stuff if you want to. I uh, always look at it. All right, everybody. Typically. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley. <laughs> Out. Out. <laughs>